before we get into uh, this this episode and this uh, precap with the uh, with West Round Two with uh, Joy Kramer, uh, I just want to preface this with saying that um, you will hear a lot of speak about anarchy. Um, and the funny thing is they're not going to be there this weekend. So um, please forgive us. Uh, we just kind of assumed that Anarchy would be there considering the amount of travel that they've done and that we don't quite yet, or at least at the time of the recording, Thursday evening, didn't have a uh, list of all the teams that were fully registered. So um, initially I wasn't going to do this episode at all, um, but I just could not help myself and wanted to talk about dodgeball. And just kind of mentally prepare myself for this coming weekend because I'm very much looking forward to it. So, um, pretty usual, and as should be with most precaps, recaps, uh, any any events-based content. Uh, take what Joe and I say with a grain of salt, and uh, I think I said all I can. So, enjoy. Said that to you, but uh, it's always possible that I would forget to say something that obvious. I, I've been there, man. I mean, I'm like, oh yeah, no, t- Heat's totally gonna be awesome, and then so is Crisis, and then you know we're gonna we're gonna see uh, Rise, and then no, wrong, none of those things <laughs> were there. So yeah, but but those are with other people. If I got it wrong about myself, you know that that's a different ball game. True, and also I've been there too many times, but. Uh... <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, uh, I couldn't help myself, even though I kind of wasn't going to do it, but we're, we're going to do a real quick like pre-cap for uh, round two for the West, and, and helping me do so is uh, Joy Razor Kramer. Joy, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. Uh, just kind of excited to be here and uh, excited to be playing some dodgeball this weekend. So the fact that we're doing this, it's like, all right, just getting getting right in the mood, getting ready for it. Exactly. And that, that was that was the intent because I, I really try to do precaps on a Friday morning so that people traveling can have something to listen to. Uh, mostly because they, they would tell me like, oh, I listened to your, your podcast on the way to X event. And um, I mean, it, just to try to help get people into into the spirit. And initially I wasn't going to, I was going to actually take this, this week off and uh, focus on packing and, and getting ready to go. But uh, I can't help myself. So Thanks for being willing to do so, you know, last minute as well and just making yourself available. So um, let's let's dive right into it. So real quick, um, and, and I, I, like I said offline, I, I absolutely want to want to interview interview you uh, in person, not in person, I meant like personal level, like, like you know, spend yeah. my, my usual like one at one, one and a half, two hour uh, down the rabbit hole with questions and stuff like that. So I, I won't get into too much of your history, um, but I, I have to know, like, what, what's with Razor? Oh, <laughs> um, so that is a, a nickname I got uh, back in college uh, when I played rugby. And uh, basically, I always, I always lie about the story, but I'll just go straight to the actual story. And it's just very simply, uh, I had a Razor scooter on campus, and I rode that to practice every single day uh and so that's that's where the nickname came from uh but then also at the same time that was my freshman year of college and i had come out of uh, a private school and we didn't we weren't allowed to have any facial hair so i just was completely i had the most disgusting looking beard you've ever seen just never tried to, to do anything with it it wasn't coming in full at that time it just it was long and scraggly and it looked ridiculous so it really the name fit perfectly that makes that makes some sense and i mean you shaved like like you i almost didn't recognize you when i saw you in person uh, a couple months ago because you used to be pretty scraggly right like i didn't make that up you had a beard and longer hair right yeah yeah, yeah. i go through a lot of phases okay. uh usually what i've realized now the, the the older i've gotten is if my beard gets too out of control it's usually a sign that i am unhappy and slightly depressed um but that's not always been the case it's just one of these things it's like oh that that's a sign that maybe we're in the wrong direction uh so i'm trying this year to just be a little more clean shaven on a regular basis uh but the hair that's gone through so many different phases uh whereas you it's just like i look back at your photos i mean you're also in the military so it's one of these things of like he's got a he's got a similar look you know yeah (laughs) it's it's pretty unpredictable yeah, hasn't hasn't changed. Um, actually, last round that was probably the shaggiest and longest beard I've ever had because I was on leave for so long. Yeah, and, uh, 
I'm probably not going to experience that for another couple of years, but, um, man, hey, okay. we'll be excited to see it when it comes back for you or for me. Oh, I, I will be excited. Oh yeah. No, I, I want to know, like, can I pull off like the, the shaggy, you know, shaggy haired, bearded Spaniard Keanu Reeves look. We'll see. But, uh, I mean, you kind of like missed your golden opportunity since you were busy during COVID. Whereas, you know, so many people like you're looking at Brett and he's got that, that long, glorious hair. And it's just that was the time for so many people working from home. Just grow out the hair, grow out the beard, make it happen. Yeah. No, not me, man. It was uh, quote unquote essential. And uh, I think they actually did allow lenient um, uh, grooming standards because, you know, at the time, hair, hair stylist uh, barbershops, whatever, were closed. But then. Without getting too political, our governor is like, nah, you, you guys can get haircuts because uh, my wife does it. So I don't know. It, it was a weird situation, but we, I totally missed that opportunity regardless. But um, man, the, the, you mentioned some things that I really, um, I'm going to skip you ahead uh, if you don't mind. We'll probably, oh, no worries. We'll probably catch up and talk about uh, your actual interview um, You know, in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm taking a little note on what you said earlier about, you know, how your your beard and hair is kind of. I want to say like indicative of um, mood and and mental outlook because there's one thing I, I will say that I've noticed and I don't know if it's um, just so happens to be because I've been out of it for so long or because uh, this was intentional but with your new look I have seen a different style of play from what I remembered from you playing against your team but also you your name was shouted out quite a bit post combine and. Um, I think I've even seen some of your social media postings. It seems like you're just going at it. Like like something happened with you and you're just working out more and and you just seem to be more motivated. Um, is that something you want to talk about real briefly or do you want to save that for later? Uh, I mean, that's up to you because uh, it it's interesting that you say that because it definitely feels that way. So the fact that other people are seeing it is such a... I guess the best way to say it would be like it's reinforcing that I'm moving in the direction that I want to go in. Uh, and that's just kind of a really cool feeling that it doesn't you don't always get that when you make a personal change. But apparently things have been drastic enough that it's noticeable. And it, it kind of just feels for me that it's like about time, about time I started moving, moving some things to get where I want to be. Nice. So you're. you're yeah. Uh stopping myself because this is like 45 minutes of what I, what I like to do, but, um, <laughs> Hey, we can do it later. You, yeah. you already said, no, we, we can come will. back. Well, awesome, man. Um, well, that makes me look forward to playing against you more, even more now this weekend, but let, let's talk about this weekend. So, um, round two or West round two LA slash Santa Monica for me, it's all the same, but I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Like, uh, I can start with mine, but uh, let's let's leave okay. with just what what are we expecting? You know, for for eight point five and and no sting this round coming so, out of round one. I I don't I don't really know what to expect in terms of teams, right? Because um, in Arizona, it seemed like we had a good amount, but not like the usual amount. It did seem like we had a, a few less squads, and so maybe because it'll be in Los Angeles, because. It's a, a little cheaper and easier to get here for a lot of people. And there's so many people who play dodgeball in Los Angeles that I'm hoping for a bit of a higher turnout, a few a few more teams, at least like one or two more teams would be a really cool thing to see. Uh, but I haven't actually gotten confirmation from anybody, right? I don't know of anybody bringing a new team or anything. So I'm not super optimistic it's going to happen, but... In the back of my mind, I'm just hoping to see another team or another team come back or, or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And this gives me a, like a second chance because um, in the like, I guess like Touchpoint episode I had, like the second to last one of, of season five with, with Sergio, you know, in my mind, I was expecting to see Rise and Heat and Crisis. And, you know, thankfully, uh, Billy reached out to me and, and kind of gave me like a heads up. I was like, yo, dude, and, like these teams aren't aren't here anymore and he kind of gave me like a little bit of an update after the fact and this is you know a couple hours after the release i'm like well i feel like a big old idiot but you know i i'm not like beating myself up over it but it's definitely I mean, like better a, late than never to get the to get the information right yeah exactly especially when it's uh time sensitive but obviously now i know um some of the bigger 
you know, team names or the teams that I'm used to seeing are gone. Um, they've either merged or, uh, for whatever reason, maybe it was travel. Um, maybe it was just, you know, enough time away from dodgeball led to finding something else to do or priorities or people getting married, having kids. Um, you could probably go down the line as to what was going on. But for the most part, you know, the, the, the scope for me still feels, um, like it's yet to be defined and being able to reach out and kind of pick your brain a little bit on what you've seen, you know, in LA, the area and local leagues, I'm kind of feeling the same way. Like maybe we'll see more because it is in LA slash Santa Monica and maybe Arizona was a bit too much for people. So maybe we'll see some more, uh, Pacific Northwest teams. Um, we'll see. Right. I mean, I've, usually there'd be like a list of, of teams that have been, um, what do you call it? Like, like registered and released, but, uh, you know, I, I don't envy Jake right now trying to put all this stuff together in the last, you know, couple of hours, but, um, I'm assuming that's yeah, what's going sure. on. I, it's one of these things that I want to run a tournament at some point because I think I've got, I don't know if I'd do anything too crazy different. I just have, I just think it would be a lot of fun to give it a try and to put, put, uh, something like that together. But then, you know, I, I talked to a lot of tournament organizers, organizers or organizers, uh, and it, it's definitely always more difficult than people think about. And so the people who've been doing it for so long, it's stressful, but they're kind of locked in. So they're much better at it. So going into something like that brand new, it's got to be, you know, completely stressful. And then also you, you don't trust yourself because you have, you're yet to prove it. Uh, so I know that they, they always come through and that, that's always nice. But if, for me, I, I would feel so concerned about dropping the ball <laughs> but, but one day I, I think i'll get one together hopefully yeah no it's uh it's a tall order for anybody even people that run local deals i mean whether it's leagues or small league tournaments or just straight tournaments i mean i've had some experience way back in the day with, with tucson and that was always um you know you, you want to make sure everybody's happy first and then if you're playing that comes second so you're always you know your mind's all over the place but um you know once you once you get a couple under your belt and you have good health from people you know you can you can you can make them happen more often so if you do end up doing that you know all the power to you and i'm sure people would probably be very supportive and um i'm sure you know it probably takes some some pressure off premier league to you know foster some more events that are going on um yeah i just want to see I just want to see more uh, well I guess it's been crazy right because you know so much has happened and so so everywhere hasn't quite bounced back the same I would say just judging by things it seems that uh, Seattle has bounced back incredibly strong and I love following their social media and seeing what they're up to uh, I just want to see Los Angeles catch back up and I don't know how to do it but uh, WeHo's starting up again here. Their, their league's about to start, which is exciting. Uh, West LA Dodgeball for uh, WDS, World Dodgeball Society, just finished one of their seasons. So things are picking back up. We're just not there yet. And so I got to figure out how, how that'll fit in if I can fit it in. You know, because the other thing is, like the thing as an example was a you know in, an invite-only tournament. So I didn't expect to be invited by any stretch. Uh, but it was just one of those things looking at it of the timing. I was like, dang, that's that's cutting it close for a lot of people, uh, you know, just on top of other tournaments. So but, you know, Los Angeles is also one of those places where weather's never really a factor. So I kind of always throw that into my mind like, oh, yeah, people do different things at different times of the year. <laughs> you know, yep. I used to do that being from North Dakota, but out here, it everything just blurs together and it's it's a weird feeling. The, um, on the topic of the thing, so, you know, I've been, we talked about offline too, like how I'm just kind of putting it out there for anybody that wants to hop on and, and cover anything or share their perspective. Uh, Lucas was, was cool enough to, to suggest a potential panel to go back and talk about the thing because that was a complete mystery to me. I had, uh, heard some players, I think it was like Cam and, uh, Kendall, some, some pretty awesome rising stars coming up out of, out of Phoenix mentioned the thing on this weekend, like, like the like the thing down in like Benson, like, I don't know if you've ever been to Southern Arizona, but if you drive towards New Mexico, there's like a bunch of signs advertising this weird attraction, but, uh, no, it was actually what happened in Seattle and the, the feedback seems like it was really awesome. So definitely going to cover that, um, in the coming weeks. And, and again, just, 
I think, um, without belaboring too much, uh, we're all just kind of dusting the cobwebs off and, and getting back to normal because I, I guess this is what happens when you go, what, two years without regular dodgeball? I mean, 2019 was, was stellar and fantastic, and the beginning of 2020 was shaping up to be that way, and all of a sudden it just it just stopped. And I guess when you stop an engine that powerful, you know, it's going to take a little bit of revolutions to, to, to continue going. Not trying to have, speak in car analogies, but uh, no, I think I think you're right uh, because you just take that much time away from anything you're excited about, and it just it takes a little while to get back into it. Because I think for the West, if I remember right, we everything shut down like literally the days before the tournament. I think we were supposed to play that weekend, and then everything in the world shut down. Yep. Um, but we don't need to look back on that. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's look- talk about this weekend. And uh, this exciting round in Los Angeles because I, I'm pumped to not have to travel. Not gonna lie, I've been traveling a lot the last month, and so being able to play dodgeball and not leave is a very exciting prospect for me. That was nice. I really did enjoy that in Tempe. I'm like, oh, this is what it could be like. So, um, well, before we, uh, I just want to go back to to round one. Obviously, you know, very very outdated congratulations to finesse for for foam and invasion for no sting and then anarchy coming in my my mind my mind just out of nowhere and just you know i, I want to say i guess sweeping both divisions um 8.5 no sting i would feel if um we might be looking at something very similar if anarchy were to to show up um and i'm just going to cut right into it if they don't um i might be putting my money on on thieves having a really good showing if they do show up as as a full squad and that was um mostly because uh hopefully it doesn't kill me for saying this but i don't think we'll see well there wasn't even crisis uh for 8.5 it was like stromboli spicoli or something like that so whatever team that is um i don't think they'll be a f- well they'll be a factor in their own right but i, I think we'll be seeing some kind of like matchup with thieves and one of the more like consistent teams what what do you think i think that's a a pretty good guess anarchy is a team that at this point i don't know where they live uh they just play everywhere all the time like i see them in almost every single tournament you know they just they just showed up for east round one like this past weekend so or yeah round one so I have, no, I have no idea, but they play incredibly well as a unit, and I think, I think they are just. They they are very very good at eight point five. They are. Uh, I think there are some teams that can beat them and can match up against them very well. But when they are on, they they may be the best eight point five team. Like at this point, uh, no staying. That that changes everything a little bit because generally that just adds a lot more speed to everything. You know, every throw is faster, every move needs to be faster, every player needs to move at just a different speed because suddenly the throws that you're throwing from uh, even the center line or any further back, they're just getting up on you so much quicker. Uh, And so a team like Thieves that plays No Sting, I feel like more often, or at least a lot of them started and have played it for just a very long period of time, they're they're a team that they're a team that I always see not quite there, and it's very disappointing because I like a lot of those people. So it's just one of these rounds they're going to come out and just knock everybody out of the gate, and this could be that time. Yeah, I feel like that that's going to be soon, and maybe you just give them some motivation if any of them are listening to to this episode. Um, I'm re- recording this on Thursday evening, so there might be time for for someone to 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 check it out. Yeah, um, hopefully. But of course, you know, Stra- what is it? Stromboli, Steamroli, that was their team name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hex, right? That was their no-sting version, I think. Yeah. Um, those guys are just always so good. So it's it's kind of like, for, for them, I think, because of some of the changes that they've made as a team, right? Not quite the same roster, but a very similar roster. I And I think they just don't, play together nearly as often as anarchy does so when anarchy's together i just feel that they have they have a little bit more of a team game uh, but when uh hex and stromboli steam really get on it they they've just got so much talent that you never know what they're going to pull off either 
Yeah, and it can be argued if the again, I want to air out too much of their their stuff because I don't know if it was told in confidence or not. But if you had, let's look at past crisis. If you have all of them firing all cylinders and they're playing as a cohesive unit, that they're unstoppable. But as you said earlier, anarchy is just for some reason that I don't feel like that's been an issue for them. And then you know, thinking about Tim Fullerton being part of the roster, I don't know if that was a one-time thing or if because it being Tim, if we're going to see anarchy again this weekend. And if that's the case, then you know, I'm going to put my money on on anarchy. Um, well, I think when you see all of their their photos when when they win or take second place in all these tournaments, I'm pretty sure he's in almost every photo. I think I think he's on the team. I think I don't think he's a, a one-time player and then chris uh, de jesus or de jesus i'm not 100 percent sure and i apologize chris de i will jesus. ask you in person later <laughs> um but uh he's on the team as well it's just that i don't think he's able to travel as often due to his schedule so he mainly plays them when they do the east coast stuff um but when they're a full unit that is a striking squad yeah now they're i think tim just adds more but you also look at how long Tim and Joe Coella and um, Casey have been playing together and Billy, but that's, that was the core original rise for like the longest time from like 2012 to 16, 17. So throwing in uh, Mike McGee and a much more toned, much faster and scarier Brandon Kelly, like Jesus, man, <laughs> like enough already. Um, I'm trying to pull the old roster from, um, uh, from uh, from round one to see what teams um, come to mind that that we might see this weekend, so we can kind of tease them a little bit. So I I guess I can't really find on the, on the discussions from from round one, but um, you know while I was thinking about it, uh, I do want to shout out just Showtime for you know being one of the longer standing teams and just getting like incrementally better and tougher to, to play against. And then um, Raiders looked absolutely solid so you know i would i would be surprised if we didn't see showtime raiders you know somewhere in the top five um at least and then i i do hope that we see more teams like initiative um that's one of like the arizona teams that um was brand new and um you know give give them a couple rounds hopefully like my team and and we'll start to start to show up a little bit more but um just i guess from memory i mean do you want to talk about your team at all? Like you'd be cool with talking about uh, LADC. Yeah, no, I definitely would like to talk about LADC because uh, we, we didn't show up for the first round. Unfortunately, there was like a lot of scheduling issues. And then this team, well, I mean, we did for co-ed and we played amazing. Um, the highest, the highest finish that I've ever had in a West tournament was with LADC's co-ed team. Nice. Um, we tied for third place, which was, phenomenal um but we're just talking about the open divisions right now and we're coming back and i'm excited to be playing it's not the exact same roster uh but a lot of familiar faces and i think i think we're gonna do pretty well i'm excited to be playing with them again it's just uh we haven't played together in a while other than the, the players that were on the co-ed team so hopefully we can come back and just get in a rhythm you know no sting is usually what we're a little better at so getting warmed up playing 8.5 and then going into no sting i think will be a good good advantage for us but i'm also very curious to see what the team i played with at round one does uh protect your neck uh they were well they're a lot a lot of them are friends of mine and it was very fun getting to join their team and play uh play with them uh just for the first round because they just needed some extra hands but uh, i'm excited to see what they do because when they play together and they play their game they're they're a very good team uh it's just getting over that hump you know uh, i think at round one we won we seeded relatively well and we won our first game or our first match in bracket play both times but then we kind of stuttered once we got to the next level uh, we were eliminated by Anarchy and 8.5, so that they played great. Uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a tough game, but then we lost to Arsenal in No Sting, and that went to Game Five. It was 
or wait, was it game seven? Man, I think it might have been game seven. I don't remember. I have to go back and watch the tape. But it was uh, it was an amazing game. It was one of my favorite matches that I played all weekend. But we just couldn't quite get over the hump. And it was just disappointing to lose in such a close manner. But also, that's the most exciting way to lose, unfortunately. <laughs> the best and the worst. Yeah, no, it's... Um... I don't say it's a catch twenty two, but it's like yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of those that you like you can walk away from. Like okay, that's just how it ended up that day, and not 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 be too, don't beat on yourself too much. Um, I do appreciate you mentioning Arsenal because that triggered another memory of Rainbows. Duh. Like so, I'm, I'm looking at I'm kind of maybe rearranging my my top three picks based off of um, I'm assuming. So a lot of these are going to be assumptions, which I, which I guess is what you know, generally tend to do with the precast. Usually, for a little well, more. Also, uh, there's a, an outside shot <laughs> that outsiders shows up, right? Oh like, God. <laughs> so you never know with them either, because they're a team that travels, and there's a, a south round that has been canceled. So yeah. I feel like they would be more likely to come to a west round again, either this time or in the future. This one being much closer than Seattle um, for them. So they're a team that could show up and throw, throw, throw a wrench in the mix. And like you mentioned, Rainbows or Arsenal, I feel like, um, I feel like most of these teams, when they're playing their best, are all going to be able to compete with each other. But I do think that it's very hard to knock those top two teams off if they're on their game. Um, and that's kind of what we, we keep seeing, is that when they're playing great, you have to play out of your mind to even win a single game in a match, let alone win four to take home the championship. Yep. Yeah, no, that's, that's well put. Man, now I'm trying to see if I could fit outsiders into my already difficult top three. <laughs> and the easy, the easy way, I was like, well, everybody's going to be really competitive. It's going to be, you know, it could be anybody's game. But uh, but you gotta you gotta put your neck out there and make a prediction. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I'm going to, so we'll do some hypotheticals, right? So if Anarchy shows up, my money's on Anarchy. I'm not taking that back. Um, with Rainbows being into the mix, if we're looking at potentially a Rainbows, Rainbows, Arsenal, Outsiders show up, I'm probably going to go with Rainbows a second for, and this is 8.5, um, if it was no sting, then I would put thieves. So I'm gonna go into no sting later. So yeah, my my picks would be anarchy, rainbows, just because they look really good. They've got that first round under their belts, knowing knowing Alan and all of them. They're probably analyzing all the areas in which they can improve, which they need to improve, and uh, just getting back into dodgeball shape. So for me, <clears throat> I would say third, even though we don't really do third, would be heavily contested between Arsenal. Outsiders, and um, I'm thinking Showtime might might be a little bit of a of a, of a surprise. So at least I'll answer for the first two. What about you? Gotcha. Um, well, once again, I don't think Anarchy loses if they if they are there and with a full squad. Um, so I have them as number one. I th I feel like we'll go with. Stromboli, Steamrolly, or Crisis. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them as a number two, and then who do they defeat to get there? Who are our top four? Um, that's a good question. I think that Raiders is looking really really good, and so when they play great, they're a hard team to beat. So I would put, um, I would probably put Raiders and Rainbows at that next spot. Um, for me, I feel hmm. like. You've got, you know, less travel. Give it a little home court advantage for Raiders. So I think Raiders is going to show up big. And then we'll see how LADC does. Maybe we'll sneak in there. You know, I would like to see us finish in the top eight. Maybe better. Top eight. If we get to the top eight, I will be very happy with a team <laughs> having not played yet together this season. Yeah, you always want to, you know, have the hope for the best appearance too. And, you know, my team, Ronan, we're... Um... We're introducing 
Oh, wait, I just remembered another team um, that I'm very curious to see how they do. Uh, Elevation. Um, I, from what I understand, they will be at this tournament. Uh, so I think I'm going to probably keep the same top four, but I think they will surprise a lot of people and probably be very bothersome to all of these teams because they've got some cannons and they can move. So if they show up big, I think I think they can do some do some good. Elevation was whose team? So I I just remember that that is the the Paulsons, I believe, and then I don't know everybody on the team. Um, unfortunately, but they're a team that's out of a uh, Colorado-ish. I think is is the basic squad is there. Is Dakota one of the Paulsons? Yes. Were they were they at round one? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe they were, but I don't think they were a team at round one. I think is what it is. So like maybe some of the players were there, but I don't believe oh, you know the what? team showed up. That must be Alfred Kwan's team. Yes. Yes. That's right. Oh. Okay. Nice, Dr. Kwan will be joining us this weekend. Awesome. Yeah, I got help us because I've heard nothing but great, but also scary things about uh, this Dakota Paulson. So it'll be, it's gonna be awesome seeing him, like in person and on the opposite side. So I'll be looking out for them. Thanks for the heads up. Oh no problem. I I'm very curious to see because they were both at the the combine and they played pretty great. Oh yeah. They can throw some mad heat. So I'm curious to see what they can do with an eight point five or a no sting ball. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad, uh, you know, kind of like going to Initiative and um, Protect Your Neck and uh, some of the other new new teams. Like, we obviously want to see more 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 faces and new teams enter in, into the to the mix and develop. Um, I was going to say earlier, we're, we're bringing back some of the, the OGs um, that we didn't have with us during round one. So I'm curious how we're going to fit. But like you, you know, I'm just definitely, you know, aiming for middle of the pack. Um, mostly just do better than we did last time and, and see how we go. And then um, I do want to walk back to um, no sting. And I'm going to stick with my guns with Anarchy, Thieves, and Rainbows. Um, just because, again, Anarchy's got that, that dominance going on right now. And But Thieves, you know, it's if Connor's playing with thieves um and you got alan and you got um a lot of these just stellar players if they're all there then holy crap um curious if demonte will be out there uh, i just i just think kind of like we were saying earlier about the being really nimble i, I feel like maybe even if they do take second um it's going to be like a four three against anarchy um and then yeah, I just, with Mustang, i i'm just waiting for thieves to win is yeah. basically how it is because when they play great they are a, a phenomenal team to watch and so i i never i when it, especially specifically knows thing i just am sitting there like what is it going to take for you guys to get there and hopefully it's this time because they, they're my number one team for no sting yeah no i definitely see it being yeah. close and like you said it's what is it going to take it's that one catch you didn't get last time or that one nice hit that just couldn't happen against him because with anarchy it's and, and teams of that caliber, it's they, they don't make mistakes and rarely when they do other teams can't really capitalize on them. The ones that can are the ones that end up, you know, taking in that, that, that W but um, we'll see. I might, might, we might be dead wrong. Um, Possibly, yeah. yeah. But for for no sting, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say thieves is gonna win it. That's my prediction. We're gonna go anarchy number two, and then I'm gonna say uh, hex and raiders are gonna be in that third place position. That's my no sting bracket predictions. Gotcha. Yeah, I I don't want to write off hex at all. Um, but kind of like what we talked about earlier, I. Watching what I say, but uh, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna do it just based on what they're coming into round two with. Now, if this was nationals and fully rostered hex team, I would probably be at least put them within. I, I'd have a hard time finding out where to put them, if not the first place, going heavy against uh, against thieves. But 
we'll see. There's always round three. There's always nationals. Uh, there's still plenty of dodgeball left. Um, and you know, if we're dead wrong, then we can talk about it after the fact, but, um, yeah, those are the, those are the predictions we're going into and I'll keep that in mind come Saturday when we're playing dodgeball and you know, man, like, like I was telling Vince and Dylan, uh, last week, I, it's just awesome being able to play dodgeball again and, and, you know, kind of brushing off the, the, the dust and the cobwebs because I mean, shoot, even without podcasting for a year, you know, I'm definitely a little rusty, but, um, my hope is that by talking to more people, getting back into the long form interview and uh, putting together panels and, and going, you know, with each, each region and starting putting more names to faces, you know, I'll be much more well-rounded come, you know, post round three internationals. So before we wrap up, um, and I, I really don't mean to do any disservice to, to women's or co-ed, but um, just in the interest of time, and this is also something I'll work on too, is just making sure I have a, a pretty solid panel going into both pre-caps and recaps. But before we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to discuss or shout out or highlight or any like final, I guess like final thoughts for round two as we get ready? Hmm. Such a tricky question. It's like you always know it's coming that someone's going to ask final thoughts or what's something that, that you missed. Yep. But as soon as you're put on the spot, you just forget every single thing you've talked about the entire time. Um, I think the thing that I'm most excited for is just, um, well, I guess I don't know how to do this. This is a thing that I want to do. And it's a thing that, I've discussed with some other people and it's just how do we get more people to come watch dodgeball right is everyone um I, I guess I, I was explaining this to somebody recently that it feels like the only people watching dodgeball are the people who are playing dodgeball right and so how do we develop fans how do we get people to come out and watch who are just fans who aren't participating in the sport um and it seems like a place like los angeles is a place where we could get those people you know there's enough people around um but that's just a thing that i think we need to find a way to work on as as a as a community because without those people who are just interested in it for watching the sport as as people age out and leave and go do their own things if they don't come back to watch then we're just slowly shedding people until eventually it just collapses so we need to find a way to build this audience and i just i don't know how i'm just throwing it out there because it's a thing that i've been thinking about lately and uh yeah maybe it's a little late <laughs> for a tournament that's two days uh, two days from now but yeah i so have some theories if you want to take a couple minutes to, to maybe talk about it and maybe maybe this stirs up some some further conversation down the road um if you were going to ask me like hey how do we bring more um viewers more spectators to these sports of dodgeball um i feel like what the usa team is doing right now to hype up the combine is a great first start i think the massive amount of TikTok videos that Connor has started doing that has um, motivated more TikTok related quick, you know, Instagram real feedback or not feedback um, content is also helping um, Vince doing even quick little, is this a catch? Is this a throw? This is how you throw faster. Just more engaging content is a great start. But what I've always thought was the the issue with watching dodgeball is when you look at, you know, the NBA, the NFL, you know, each it's easy to follow because the teams are first of all established, they're all uniform, they're all professional looking, but then you start to follow specific players that you like or you identify with because you understand their story, you know what high school they came from, what college they came from, you understand, you know, what's what brands they like. Um we don't have that consistency when you are putting teams against each other for five, 10 minute matches, whether they're finals around Robin or not. Um, as you were kind of explaining your question, I, my, the first thing that came to mind was quote unquote, fans need to give a 
and I don't mean to cuss on my own podcast. I'm always a uh, anal about that, but I, I feel like that's the problem. Um, well, not, not the problem. I feel like that would help. Like, why do we care about Andrew Ketchum? Why do we care about Dakota Paulson? Why do we care that Joey changed his look and now he's more motivated and coming out the gates even more fierce than before? Why do we care about finesse? Why do we care about these specific players? And do I have the answer for that? Not really. But I feel like that would help because, you know, and, and maybe TikTok is that because I've no, I've had several people forward me TikTok videos of Connor and of Vince saying, oh, Steve, did you check out this clip? I know you play dodgeball. And these are people like outside my normal social, social circles. So, you know, there is no like mutual friend of a friend type thing. It's like people that do not engage with the dodgeball community at all telling me like, Hey, I've seen this guy on, on TikTok. You know, I'm like, yeah, I do actually. That's, that's Connor. He's, he's freaking, he's a Banff, you know, and Vince is incredible as well. And I try to explain, yeah, Vince has been dubbed the LeBron James of dodgeball because he's been on ESPN two. He's, he's been on shows on MTV and whatnot. And that kind of helps you maybe give a crap about why you care about heats or why you care about doom. So in a nutshell, man, without going uh, you know, on a pedestal, it's it's content, but it's also the ability for people to latch on to that content, to that team, and to that player. And I feel like that would help because now you have a reason for someone to root for thieves versus anarchy. You know what I mean? That that's yeah. that, that's been my thought process for for a minute now. And do I have a a steady amount of solutions for that? I don't. But I feel like anybody that is making content right now needs to be celebrated and and supported um and that goes even back to 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 reactive you know brianna's youtube channel like if you type in dodgeball fitness or dodgeball throwing skills like if she's populating first that that shows there's a there's a thirst out there and that we're winning because it gets you far away from the hijinks and hokiness of dodgeball um yeah absolutely Uh, i i i really respect those guys who are out there doing it um, just putting up content specifically on TikTok because it's just so um, accessible at this point, and it's just exciting. So I I get it, and I and I often think about trying to do more of it myself. Um, I guess I become because I come from a video production world, like that's what I do for a living. So I think about these things all the time. But usually, what ends up happening for me is I get overwhelmed with thinking about trying to do more of that outside of work. Right. So. What I've committed to doing is I just record every game. I just told myself, I'm like, that's a thing that I can do. So I record every single game we play in, and I post it online as quickly as I can afterwards. I don't care if people share it. You know, like that's kind of what it's for, is for people to see what's going on. And I agree. It's it's getting out there on social media, getting out there and making it uh, a real thing to people. Because... Um, like I, I had an interaction with uh, one of my teammates who I was on my softball team and I told him, um, you know, cause I was, I've been carrying my cloth dodgeball around forever. Now I keep bringing it everywhere I go. It's in my car. I'll just like be squeezing it while I'm driving. Uh, but I brought it with to a softball game just because why not? And I was telling one of the one of my teammates that I was trying out for Team USA and he just kind of laughed, right? And and I was just like, "Oh, okay. So it you have no idea that that's a real thing." Yep. You know, he's a, he's a he's a friend of mine and so when I explained he's just like, "Oh, for real?" And it's just that kind of a thing. Like my my family and a lot of my friends don't know how seriously I take this, you know, like and how seriously other people do. So it's, and I post about it or talk about it quite a bit, you know, and it still just hasn't sunk to that next level for most people. So how do we get to that next level? I think is, you know, just talking about it and making sure that everything we do in terms of these tournaments is, is just, is as uh, professionally run and fun as can be so that people want to show up. They want to check it out. I just, I think everyone's just got to actually put momentum behind their ideas. You know, we can all say so much, but what are we actually doing? And that's one of the reasons why I like, I listen to this podcast is it's because I'm just like, you know what? 
I don't know who this person is, but I want to talk or want to hear what they have to say about dodgeball. Uh, and then I find out and it's just like, oh, this person's been playing it forever. They've or it's a new person. And it's just even just listening to this podcast or uh, what is it? Is it the WAD podcast? The WAD Women pod. of Dodgeball? Yeah. yeah. It's just I just listened to that and I was like, oh, my God, I've seen these people and just supporting anyone who's creating stuff. I think is so important because if we if they don't have that support, they're going to just quit doing it. And if they quit doing it, well, then there's nothing. Yep. Right. And that's probably like the most important thing is like if we are if we as a dodgeball community aren't willing to support other dodgeballers in doing this, how the excuse me again, sorry. Uh, is any how the anyone else how can we expect anyone outside of dodgeball to do it? Like it just doesn't make sense to me in that way. It's we're not at a level where it can sustain itself without us, so why are we not pushing for more? Yeah, no, and I can almost hear Mark just emphatically nodding his head. I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but, I mean, even when he was doing Elite, he would say, stop what you're doing, bust out with your phones, and share and, and live stream this so that people can see. And, um, you know, not everyone did that. And I'm just as guilty at the time. I was like, well, I guess I could do that, but I don't want that on my feed. And then, you know, it just becomes, like you just said, like we, we have to decide at some point to, to just do what we're asked or, or just follow through. And for me, this is back in like 2014, 15, um, long before. Yeah, I and that's kind of before live streaming was really so easy, you yeah. know? So now it's one of those things of it's too easy. You know, it really doesn't take any time. Like if you have Snapchat or Instagram stories, it's like you take a photo and you're done. Like takes 30 seconds to do it. Yep. And it's it's wild like i I'm, like you said i'm guilty of it too i don't do as much as i want to but i think i'm doing more now <laughs> than i was before and that's you know we're just moving in the right direction and i'm excited about it it's just i think some people expect more than what we're capable of at this point and then they get frustrated that we're not there and then fall off and I don't want that. I want everyone to be re recognized that this is that the ship is moving and we just got to get it up to speed. You know, it's not like it's stuck. It's just it's it's a slow thing to get where we want to go. Oh, no, it absolutely is. And I looking back at the NDL days, um, another rabbit hole we can avoid. Every dodgeball player wants to be in the Olympics. Every dodgeball player wants to get paid to play dodgeball. Everybody wants the professional treatment, but you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like if you read into the history of the NFL, the AFL, MLB, NBA, it is written with not drama, but just the the turmoil and the conflict of developing something brand new. You know, back in the day in the MLB, players had to like couch surf to other teams to play against each other just like we do to this day. And you look at the the lifetime of dodgeball, competitive dodgeball, 2004 to current time, that's only 18 years. Still like a, a, a blink of the eye when you look at more of the, some of the more established leagues. Now you're gonna have like the, the random, you know, um, like, like uh, what do you call it, esports that just take off because those are, those are easy. Anybody can pick up a, a, a gamepad and, and play but for like a legitimate sport, I mean, look, look how much has had to happen for USA dodgeball to get here and look at all the criticism that is, is thrown their way because something wasn't done correctly or, or to their standard or the way they wanted. And, um, you know, I'm sure there have been moments in, in these episodes where it may look like we're criticizing USA dodgeball for something definitely not the intent part of the discussion but um, you know anything that detracts from growth is going to hinder us and I really hope I don't sound like a hypocrite and if I do please someone call me out feel free to but um, it just starts with supporting everybody like like you man and like one thing I really love about you is you're you're just supporting everyone and anything and, and that that alone a simple like is, is you know gets me really far you know simple like hey I, I heard your episode and I really appreciate that well, well you just bought another season of episodes for me and that just needs to be the same for anybody else that's trying to start something and um, 
I, I, yeah, I think we, we definitely need to revisit this uh, when I actually interview you. Yeah, it's a whole whole. We went way off the rails on yeah, that we did. one. Sorry, everybody. Um, well, you asked me like, is there anything else you want to talk about? And I was like, well, this is really important to me. It has nothing to do with round two specifically, so that that is on me. That's yeah, my fault. It, it, it could though. I mean, it you know maybe maybe it helps set up the courts. Like I was trying to set up the courts on uh, for round one, uh, and man. That, that crap's hard, you know, and I just kept thinking, you know, if it wasn't for myself and Joe and Valerie, like Jake and Brendan would be doing this by themselves. And, and yeah, we definitely did get some help uh, in the beginning because people showed up early, like huge shout out to Anarchy and and some of the guys that came in, um, <laughs> freaking long arm Sean and Billy helping us with the with the net setup. Like, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like those little things go so far because, um, again, I, I, I would hate to be that person. I would hate to be in jake or me or, or brendan's shoes at the end of the event no one's there and they're cleaning up till 9 p.m and the last thing they got to deal with is people giving them flack because somebody didn't go out on time or something you know what i mean so i, I feel like maybe this could be a good discussion and it could be heard for round two like just just help pick up start with that like enjoy the game enjoy that you paid 50 dollars to play or however much it was understand this is from complete volunteers putting in their time teams sacrificing two players so they can ref you know just just have a better attitude that that will help so much i feel um man i'm back in my pedestal now so well i agree <laughs> very, very simply it's like well I, okay actually i'm gonna say something this this is pertinent to round two because this thing this is like for me this is like the simplest thing we can possibly do during a dodgeball game to make it go smoother and better for everyone. And I just don't understand how people don't do this. Just put the balls at the center line. Like, like I don't get it. I, I, I've never understood it. It drives me absolutely insane. Like, the game is over. Why is it still in your hand? Like, how hard is it to give people that ball to set it up on the center line so we can start the next game? If you complain about not getting to play enough dodgeball and you waste 10 seconds or more every single game because you're not putting the balls back, like you just lost an entire game. It's, it, I just don't understand it. It completely drives me insane and it's so easy to do. Like if, if everybody just did it at the end of a game, we'd start a new game faster every single time. You'd probably add at minimum like three games more every single tournament once it adds if up. you just did that shoot now i'm gonna be very cognizant of uh our ball placement towards the end of every match i don't think it's done you know obviously most of the stuff isn't done with malicious intent at all i think it's just yeah more more self-awareness of what can i do to, to get this going and yeah I, I agree i don't think it's malicious but it just for me it's like the simplest possible thing you can do to help and i just don't see people do it and so that's why I wanted to say it. That, that's my piece. <laughs> well, before we, we brush into another hour of this, because again, this is, uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting down notes of like where we left off, some of the rabbit oh, holes I, I didn't get to go into, because we'll definitely uh, revisit that in a couple of weeks when I actually get to interview you. So, um, man, at the risk of doing this all over again, what are our th final thoughts for round two? <laughs> 30 seconds. Final thoughts for round two. I am excited to hopefully see some new teams or, or at least teams that had weren't able to make it to round one. I am excited to see the competition level because once now we've all played one tournament or a lot of us have. So we're in more of a groove. We understand what we're doing. We're understanding what the competition's doing. So I think that will be just everything will be a little bit more heightened. I'm personally excited to not have to drive anywhere. So I don't have to stress about that. Uh, so for round two, I'm simply just most excited to just see what happens, uh, honestly, because every I think, although Anarchy played so well in 8.5 that they looked untouchable, I do think that now everyone's seen it. Now we know how to beat them, you know? So can we? I don't know. But I, I feel like it'll just hopefully make every single... Uh, match a little closer because that finals match that they had they won 4-0 like they played 
lights out. Yeah, I don't want to see a finals match this weekend be 4-0. I, I, I don't want that. I want everyone to go at least six. Yeah, no, you remind me of round three, 2019, where it was like, I think Anarchy, for some reason, they didn't need to win. They already racked up enough points to, to seed correctly, and they just kind of coasted. And we're like, no, we, we came for violence. Like, this is the finals of 8.5. Like, we want to see some solid competition. That, that's the, the one takeaway when you're not in it. You at least get to see some good dodgeball. So that's my hope, too, is none of these are sweeps. None of these are four and outs. It's, uh, these are contested matches, and, you know, if I have to ref, I'll ref, but I'd rather be watching on the sidelines, enjoying it, because that's that's still something that hasn't gotten old, just watching some fantastic dodgeball. So, Exactly. I, I think when we... That's one thing that I really liked, and it was kind of it's kind of a difficult thing to do with this many teams. But with round one or the Foman Cloth event in the East that I played in, um, I got to see the women's finals, right? Because they the scheduling just allowed that to happen, um, and so I know that's a difficult ask, right? Um, but being able to see the finals of both women's and men's is just a very exciting thing because once it's in bracket play, um, getting there and just being watching everything that these people have worked for over the course of the day, they're given that they're all, that's just fun dodgeball to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure if uh, dodgeball you say can give it to us, they would. And, uh, you know, we'll have to accept what we can get. But uh, if we do get a chance, then no, that'd be great. I would love to see women's um, and men's, both both divisions, and then um, even even potentially co-ed if I can stay till Sunday. But um, I hate to do this right now, but uh, Joe Coelho finally got back to me. Anarchy will not be there. So oh, that just messed up everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. Oh, man. <laughs> well, oh, man. What can you do? Yeah, well, the runners up. We'll we'll take we'll take over. We're we're not gonna go back. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't gonna say Thanks, anything. Thanks, Joe. But, we yeah. really appreciate it. Hey, you know what? In in all fairness to Joe, he he responded relatively quickly. I mean, my my messenger is so shot. It takes me so long to get back to people. So I appreciate you, Joe, for for the quick turnaround. And then, um, yeah, well, everything we said minus anarchy, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So. Yeah, I'm excited now. This 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 changes everything. It does change some things. But cool. All right, Jay. Well, I mean, I think uh I think what we'll do is we'll we'll go ahead and end the precap there. Alrighty. Well, Joey, thank you so much, man, for for hopping on and, and just being willing to do so so last minute. Um as I mentioned, I really wasn't expecting or planning to do a, a precap of, of round two, but uh I just couldn't help myself. I really wanted to to have something to to kind of get me into the dodgeball mindset mentality and get me personally hyped for, for round two and definitely um, needed the reps, I guess, to, to kind of shake the cobwebs off and, and just get back into the entire, like the entirety of dodgeball. Um, looking at, you know, some of the teams that, that aren't going to be there. Uh, I know we talked about and kind of joked how anarchy is going to be there last minute or won't be there last minute. Definitely shows that uh, I've got some work to do in terms of, of research prior to an event and just having a better pulse on the game. But um, I do want to go back and, and thank Billy and, and Dylan, some of the other, and even Ketchum and some of the other players that have reached out to kind of give me a little bit of a heads up post release of the pre cap for, for round one. Um, that kind of stuff, that kind of intel really helps me uh, get more well rounded. And I, I know I'll catch it in time. But um, for everything else, um, just gonna say just gonna keep sending it so um i will interview joey in a more full uh interview type of capacity with crowdsource questions um, i'll be updating the um i guess like the projected episodes and desired interviews and what's already kind of um in the works uh, a little bit later this week or next week once i solidify some some things in my personal life and uh we'll get right back into it so um, if you're still listening and you're on your way to round two, safe travels, um, best of luck and, and like uh, round one, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and playing again and hopefully talking about it later. So that all being said, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time.
uh, one thing I did want to address though was the the uh, the little tirade that we went on in terms of like what we feel can can make dodgeball better, and I just feel like um, I don't know what I'm saying, so I'm gonna stop saying it and call it a day. All right, resuming in three, two, one.